Well, there are occasionally times where it seems fitting for us to deviate from our original plans as a church just to speak into a cultural moment because we know God's truth always speaks into current realities and offers guidance and clarity, a way forward, and hope. And the moment that we feel led to really speak into today is the tragic shooting of Ahmad Arbery by a father and son performing a so-called citizen's arrest. Uh, as you likely know, Ahmad was an unarmed young black male uh, shot by uh, two white men. Uh, if it weren't Mother's Day, we would have likely addressed it last week. Uh, however, I think it's appropriate now, a week and a half after the video was released for us to uh, continue to talk about it, because what usually can happen is there's this initial burst of media attention and some social dialogue back and forth, and then things just kind of die down until something else happens later on uh, that is loud enough to break through all of the noise of our lives. So I think it's best that we not move forward and we just really sit in this for a while and just think on this. And so uh, today I'm joined with one of my closest friends and brothers and uh, pastor at Charles River Church, Jua Robinson. So Jua, thanks so much for helping us get some clarity on this. Really grateful for you, man. Great to be here. Yeah. Great to be here. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Hey, would you uh, just open us up? Sure. As, uh, uh, we seek God to just give us some guidance as we uh, talk through a really delicate conversation. Sure. Let's pray great. together. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, your grace and your mercy, uh, just for uh, this moment to even pause and reflect as a congregation about the implications of what happened uh, with the Mott Arbery and other instances where, um, where we've just been grieved over uh, the pain of others. Uh, God, we pray that uh, you would guide this time and that as a church that we would really respond with grace and with truth and with love. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, hey, let me start by uh, just asking you how you're holding up. I mean, I know you got four kids. Yes. You're yeah. leading a nonprofit that is just so vital to the flourishing of the city. Your wife is a dean of women at a local college working on her doctorate. So life is crazy. And then we're in the midst of this crazy. global pandemic, right? Yes. So how are you holding up, man? Man, we, we're holding. <laughs> we're holding, man. Um, you know, four kids. I mean, at some certain times we'll have six people on a, on a, using our internet at home, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is crazy. But by God's grace, man, we've got food, you know, our housing, you know, is, is, is set. Um, you know, our jobs, we have some security with that as well. Yeah. And so we are really blessed. Yeah. You know, everything else is, is icing on the cake. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our hearts just go out to others who, who are not in that situation. Yeah. Because there are so many people who have food insecurities, who have uh, housing needs. Um, many people have been furloughed or, or you know, their jobs are, are they're having other types of uh, challenges with jobs. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, for us, man, we're blessed. And I yeah. really, really can't complain. Yeah, I feel you, man. There, I, I could find something. Yeah. I, I certainly could find something to mm -hmm. complain about. Mm -hmm. But uh, comparatively, we're, we're doing well, too. Good, so, yeah, good, man. good. I'm yeah, glad to hear that. It's good to hear that for you, too. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, um, Sadly, uh, I didn't hear about the shooting of Ahmad Arbery mm -hmm. uh, until about a week and a half ago when the video was released. And the fact that he was killed in February and we didn't find out about it until May, I think speaks to just the, the dehumanization or the devaluing of human life, that it takes some kind of image to incite a response mm -hmm. or outrage from, from people. And uh, Man, my wife and I were just sick about the situation. Uh, like we saw that video, we were just to our stomach, just felt mm -hmm. sick about it. I mean, I have 
so many uh, black friends that um, I just, my mind immediately went out to them. I have a number of uh, younger uh, black men that, that I've been able to just be a part of their lives for the past now 20 years, um, starting with like discipleship of, of young kids years ago and uh, even more recently some some kids i'm investing in and mm -hmm. man mm -hmm. just like just just aching heart over the whole situation uh, but for you you're in an entirely different place right um so help us just to understand kind of how you felt immediately when you saw that and heard about everything going on and then now a week and a half or so later you've kind of sit, sat with it for a bit mm -hmm. what are you feeling now yeah, man. Um, when I initially found out about it or initially saw the video, you know, I was deeply grieved, you yeah. know, deeply, you know, deeply hurt by it, angry, you know, obviously to see someone, you know, senselessly killed. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I've gone out running, you know, many times I've participated in the triathlon. I've done run in the south. I've run in Georgia, where you're originally from. Oh, gee. Yeah. And in um, different, different parts, parts of the south, south. even yeah. in South Africa. And, you know, by God's grace, you know, I haven't been harassed. Mm -hmm. And so it was very hard to see it. Um, you know, it, it, it brings up a lot of trauma yeah. from from others who've been killed, yeah. um, you know, with, without having uh, the, the, the justice that 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 I believe they should have received. Yeah, this situation right. is not unique. Yeah, it's yeah. not unique. Yeah. And it's something that happens every day in America, unfortunately. Yeah. But it was now captured on camera, yeah. like other cases, yeah. like, uh, you know, Eric Gardner and others. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's very it's just very hard to see, man. And yeah. so for those of us even, you know, speaking for other African-American males, especially it's it's it's, it's brutal. Yeah. Because it, it you, you recognize that there are people who are here in our country who who devalue you and don't see you as as being a human. Yeah. And that's the part that hurts a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, my wife, um, you know, mentioned to me maybe a day or so after the video was released. She said, "You know, Josh, you go running every single day, and I never once have thought that you would not come back because of some kind of violence mm -hmm. against you." You know, mm -hmm. and both of us just talking through it, our, our hearts just immediately went out to right. uh, to your wife and and so many others that just that that that's actually a concern and to our shame, like. Mm -hmm it takes this for us to even recognize that that's a concern every time you walk out the door. Mm -hmm. um, and so, man, I, I'll be honest. I mean, this is, this is a hard conversation to have because I want to help mm -hmm. and this is an attempt to help, but at the same time, not really sure how to help. And so I thought, Hey, let's, let's at least just start talking about it and, uh, and, and see what God does through this. Right. But uh, man, just, it has certainly stirred up greater levels of empathy, you know? And so I hope that's a good starting point. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like you, you asked the question about, you know, this week, right? So my wife, last week, there was a kind of a, a huge deal because it was um, Armand Arbery's birthday. Mm. So people were running 2.23 miles in Havana. Right. So my oldest daughter and I, she and I went out and ran. Saw that. And um, I didn't realize this, but my wife tried to follow us to make sure that we were safe. Wow. And she, she got in the van and drove through the neighborhood and didn't find us because we took a different route that she was expecting. And when we got back to the house, um, you know, I looked at her face and I'm like, you know, what's wrong? And, you know, she just shared, you know, I'm, I was concerned, you know, when you said you wanted to take our daughter out for a run. Yeah. And, you know, and I've been, you know, blessed 
in, in a lot of different ways, but to see that look on my wife's face, um, you know, it just, it just really broke my heart Yeah. because so many of us feel that you know, yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, um, that's helpful to even know. Um, and again, hopefully we'll stir up more empathy mm -hmm. among, you know, other people to, to say, wow, this is like a reality, something that you have to mm -hmm. think through on a, yeah. on a regular basis. And so it sounds like there's a history there. Uh, give us a little bit more of just your own story, your journey. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, white male. So the, the lens through which I see things and, and my reality, my upbringing is, is vastly different with two different worlds. Right. And so, uh, give us a little taste into just your own yeah. journey with all of this. Yeah, I mean, I know we, we've had you know, a few different conversations over the past few years. Yeah. You know, and, and I look at it now to where, you know, I have, you know, I'm, um, you know, my wife and I own a few houses. Mm. You know, we both have master's degrees. You know, we've got, you know, four, you know, awesome kids. And and my journey is 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 one that I look back at and I just say it's only because of God's glory. Yeah. And so my parents weren't divorced. I mean, my parents were divorced and um, I grew up living in a, in a lot of different spaces because we moved a lot. Uh, we lived in Germany for a while uh, near one of the uh, army bases because my mom was teaching there in a very diverse culture because it was the military. Yeah. Uh, first grade, we moved back to the States and then moving back to the States it was kind of my first time recognizing kind of ethnicity because yeah. I was in the class of all black kids yeah. and the class size was significantly larger than what I experienced. Gotcha. And so as a kid, you know, growing up in those settings and then as a teenager beginning to, to go into high school and friends were driving and then, you know, we were getting pulled over by the police. Wow. And then to eventually one of my buddies said, you know what, I'm not going to drive with more than, you know, one or two, you know, other friends who are all black in a car because I'm tired of being pulled over by the police. Yeah. You know, being followed in stores. Yeah. Um, you know, being in college and going to a school that was predominantly white, about 90 something percent white. Mm -hmm. And um, and and having people drive by yelling the N word out the window. Gosh. And, you know, just the feeling of just humiliation over yes. this happening. You know, yeah. no one ever stopped. They just yelled it out the window, laughed, and kind of kept going. Or there was a time where there was some narrative going around the small town that, where our school was located yeah. where there was a narrative communicated that black men steal white children. Wow. And so friends of mine had small children come up to them and say, hey, are you going to steal me? Wow. And so that was some of the lens of, 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 of what I experienced as a, as a younger man. Yeah. And then, you know, as time went on, you know, I've been privileged to help, you know, lead three churches in different states, um, you know, blessed to, to be in many evangelical spaces over the past 20 years, teaching, yeah. training, instruction, and, and, and recognize that we still have a long way to go. Yeah. You know, if, we're, if we're ever going to have the impact that needs to be made yeah. in many of these conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly a long way to go, but yeah. I, think, I think this is a start, right? Mm -hmm. Having a conversation, uh, you know, a passage I, I think about a lot in the context of my own marriage is, you know, First uh, Peter 3, verse mm -hmm. 7 says, live with your wife in an understanding way, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, 
I think that applies to all relationships. Mm -hmm. We need to seek to live in that relationship mm -hmm. in an understanding way. Yeah. And so even just hearing your story, mm -hmm. um, and just, a, just a part of your story really, yeah. uh, helps us to just understand where you're coming from. And, and my challenge to, to our people would be to, to have conversations, to ask questions, say, hey, what is your experience being a, a minority race, uh, right? And what I mean by that is, is naturally uh, in Boston, in America, white is a majority mm -hmm. race, and we have mm -hmm. people in our congregation that are from all kinds of different minority groups, and you're a minority race. And so just for us who are the majority race to say, hey, what is it, what is it like for you? What is it, what's the experience of being you know, from you know, whatever African country um, in, in Boston? What is your experience being uh, Hispanic in Boston? What is your experience being black in Boston? And, and, and just learning, right, and hearing the story. And so that's, that's helpful to, to live with each other in an understanding way. That's a challenge. That's a, that's a, that's a really good, yeah. good yeah. challenge. Mm -hmm. And so all of this is just so, so saddening, uh, but I just know it's one of countless uh, injustices that you've experienced mm -hmm. in your life and seen, uh, and certainly just throughout history. Um, yeah. Tell us, what is, what is a way forward? What do you see as a way forward for us mm -hmm. as God's people? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question, man. I mean, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of, of helping to, to teach and train leaders in terms of having some of these conversations. Yeah. And the way I typically do it is with instruction is there's a 101, 201, 301, 401 conversation, right? Yeah. And so the 101 is you're, you're becoming aware of the issue yeah. and you have people who kind of help to inform you in terms of, of, of seeing differences and yeah, recognizing right. differences. And for a space like this, you know, that we're having today, this is, this is more of a one-on-one -on -one conversation, yeah. right? And so, you know, the, the way forward is, is recognizing that, that we, all, we, we, we have differences and they're God-given. Yeah, right? yeah. They're God-given. Like, you know, I have, I have brown skin. I got, I got beautiful brown skin, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, you know, my skin is, is what God has given me. Yeah. You know, if someone is from, my neighbor's from Sri Lanka, you know, he has a, a lighter hue of brown skin. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, yeah, like your skin, you know, the Lord has, has given you like your culture and your background. And, you know, we even see in the lenses of scripture where, where God even highlights some of those differences yeah. within, within scripture, you know, Simon of Cyrene, you know, of the different places, right? Yeah, yeah. And so when it comes down to it, like we can't be afraid of someone, we, we shouldn't be afraid of someone because they're different. Yeah. And so how do we begin to, to embrace the narratives of others? Yeah. You know, like you just talked about and saying, you know, talk about, just talk about your background, talk yeah. about what makes you unique, talk yeah. about, you know, the foods you eat, you yeah. know, the, the, the cultural expressions that make you unique. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the things that you celebrate together, like yeah. what, like help me understand, right? And so when you think about it, even from a biblical standpoint, um, you know, Acts 13, you know, the church of Antioch, Antioch you know, yeah. this was the church that the Lord used in the first few centuries to be like the major sending church yeah. um, of, of evangelism and people going out and really sharing the gospel. And, you know, oftentimes um, when t in t from a teaching standpoint, Jerusalem is more so emphasized yeah. because of what happened at Pentecost. Yeah. But at the same time, when once Pentecost happened, they were cool. Yeah. Like they were cool just kind of hanging out and just saying, hey, like, man, you like know, it. where are you from? Oh, man, where are you from? And, 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 and they were just comfortable. Yeah. And, and the Lord sent persecution 
to kind of get them to go out. Yeah. Or else they would have just been happy just kind of hanging out and having yeah. a good time. Whereas Antioch, it was just their nature. We're right. just ascending like we're church. We got people from all, you get the list of all the people that it's, they were it's amazing. together and all over the place. And so, yeah. and so in Acts 13, you know, thou, there was a church in Antioch, prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, a number of the court of Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. Yeah. God used the church of Antioch to do what? To spread the gospel. Man, I mean, it's just amazing because, you know, Simeon was called Niger because of his darker skin. Yeah. And so God has given us these unique expressions, not as a way of looking down on each other, yeah. but to actually say, what can we value and learn from each other? Yeah. 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 So celebrate those differences. Yeah. And uh, yeah, talk about them, learn them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's all, it's all a good thing. It's a gift, right? Yeah, the diversity yeah. of the kingdom of God. Which reminds me, you know, a passage we talk about mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. as a church uh, is Ephesians chapter 2. At the beginning of Ephesians chapter 2, it's that, that, that famous passage, right? Uh, 2, 8, and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that we're brought into a relationship with God through mm-hmm. faith. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's because of his grace. He gives us what we don't deserve. But it goes on and it talks about an outworking of that mm-hmm. is the oneness that's among God's people. Yeah. Right? That we're very different. Uh, we did nothing to earn God's favor. We're all, whether we have a religious background or not, regardless of skin color, nationality, uh, whatever our background, we are brought into the family of God and we look to God as Father. And so we're all now brothers and sisters, right? And embraces that, that diversity. Uh, but it reminds us that when, when Jesus died on the cross and, and gives us life and life eternally, that the dividing wall of hostility, it says, between Jews and Gentiles has come down, that he has abolished the dividing wall of hostility and created essentially one new man, Mm -hmm. one new race, and it's the blood of Jesus that unites us. Mm -hmm. But I think what often happens is the walls come down, Mm -hmm. but we're still standing where the wall was, looking over the other side and saying, I don't know how to... I don't know how to get into that. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how to go over there. I want to. I don't quite know how to do that. I'm nervous. Yeah. What does that look like? I think about um, mm. this idea of holiness, right? Like yeah. when we give our lives to Jesus, we are declared holy, mm-hmm. right? That's like positional holiness. Yeah. But then we have to learn to walk in holiness, practical holiness. Mm-hmm. And I think the same goes here. Like there's unity because the wall is down and in God's eyes, we're one. Mm-hmm. But on earth, we don't quite know how to live that out, how to live as one. We don't know how to travel that road. He's mm-hmm. made the way, but how do we travel the road? So right. for you what, do you, what do you see for us? How do we, how do we start to take steps towards traveling that road of mm-hmm. unity that's been mm-hmm. paid for us? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a huge question, right? Yeah. Because in reality, you know, when it comes to that wall, it was, it was the Jews who had place that wall up as a barrier yeah. to the yeah, Gentiles yeah. to yeah. say, like, we can't touch you. We don't want to interact with you because, you know, you people will, will defile us. Right. And so, and so they kind of took it to the point of wanting to build that wall. Yeah. And so yeah. here in America, right, the walls that happened in the South, the walls that are happening to, you know, to the border, those aren't walls built by black and brown people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, understanding that even though sin has impacted all of us, the implications of certain injustices impact us differently as well, right? Yeah. And so, you know, when it comes to really thinking about this in context, it's knowing that, that, you know, that there are significant issues where 
you know, as Christians, we can actually make a difference in it. Yeah. If if we're willing to approach those conversations. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's a there's a there's a reality of knowing that as a church that that we've got to begin to to stop being afraid of conversations yeah. that may be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like for example, like when you think about um, you know, each church, you know, there are there are people who are different from us out out down the street, you know, around the corner, yeah. you know, in the in the in the in the town next to us, right? Yeah. And so it may be they may be the same ethnicity, but it may be financial, right? Yeah. yeah. It may be uh, something dealing with class. Yeah. You know, it may be dealing with something else, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like, how do we articulate the person who is other from us? Yeah. Yeah. You know, is it you know that that we have wealth and we're looking down on someone who may not have wealth? Yeah. You know, is it that we may not have wealth and we look at people who have means and we look at them negatively, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you know that the implication of Ephesians five is to not see people through a lens that devalues who God has created them to be yeah. and how he wants them to live out that fullness in him. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's good. Yeah. And, and hopefully just having this conversation mm-hmm. will start to stir up among our people just yeah. an awareness of, wow, there are people who are different from me mm-hmm. that maybe I just am now realizing there is an element of me looking yeah. down my nose at them mm-hmm. for whatever reason. They're, yeah. They must be that way because, mm-hmm. or I don't understand why they would do that. Mm-hmm. And, and being willing as God's people to say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to be like yeah. Christ and we're going to yeah. serve and yeah. be selfless and we're going to step into some uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. and uh, live out practically just the humility of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah, the Jewish people became ethnocentric and that was never God's intention right, right? right that was never God's intention God's mm-hmm. intention was that they would be a kingdom of priests to bring his message to the world but instead mm-hmm. they they built up the walls right. so just saying let's be mindful black and brown people did not build the walls mm-hmm. right we built the walls as, as a majority race culture mm-hmm. we we created those separations yeah. and so you know we we need to speak to that yeah. acknowledge that and uh, we need to initiate. Right. We need right. to initiate. Because that's the power is is when is when white people or the majority culture mm-hmm. say enough is enough. Like yeah. we're tired of this. Yeah. Like like my great grandparents and grandparents never say, let me put up these colored signs in Georgia and right. say, all right, you know, right. let's drink from a you know a substandard you know water fountain. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like they never they never did that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 you know, and even as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking about this even in, in our own personal journey. Yeah. Like my great grandfather's family was not grew I mean, we found this out in being in Boston. Yeah. And I'm thinking about this now as we're having this conversation, but but they're not they 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 were not far from each other from where your family was. Yeah, yeah. You know, in northwest Georgia. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it's it's interesting now that we're even having this conversation here in Boston. Yeah. And who knows if, you know, a hundred years ago they could have somehow crossed paths yeah. and what that yeah. interaction could have been like. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad yeah, that's, to think about yeah. what, it, what it might have looked like <laughs> to be really right. To be really honest. But uh right. man, um, would you just give us some insight as to how we can personally grow? Mm-hmm. Um, towards racial harmony, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
this for us is an attempt. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I just yeah. know this, this is just a, this, yeah, we're just scratching yeah, the surface. I want to help. We want to help. Yeah. Uh, we don't know how to help and we're afraid to step into stuff sometimes because mm-hmm. we, are we going to say the wrong thing? Right. Are we going to um, help us just to like, what are some practical things that we can do to start mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, work towards yeah. racial harmony? Yeah. I mean, I would say it's, it's just learning, just, just yeah. really trying to be informed and educated. You yeah. know, first of all, um, you know, when you look at it from the standpoint of a, a missional context, you mm-hmm. know, and especially in the evangelical church, we we send people all over the world, yeah. but we don't know the person down the street. Yeah, so and true. so the idea is, is how can I be informed about what's happening in my community? Yeah. So let me build a, re- in, instead of, you know, us as a church, just sending money over to different parts of Asia, let me meet some of the Asians in my community that's good. or yeah. the Africans in my community. Yeah. Um, and so that's one way. Yeah. I, man, I think about, I've been on so many trips overseas right. and uh, at the, I always have the same thought at the end of those trips. I come back and I mm-hmm. go, wow, that was actually easy compared to some of the right. stuff. Right. You know, that same. It's harder. You know, here in, in my own neighborhood, there are people who right. are of those right. nationalities. You're As, right. Especially if if those individuals have a negative connotation in your community. Yeah. And if you've, you, you and others have maybe said something negatively or yeah. thought something negatively about them in your community or next yeah. to your community. Yeah. You're right. It's a lot harder. Yeah. And so beginning to to have some of those dialogues. You know, beginning to be informed. Like, for yeah. example, the missionary who goes around the world, they'll study the culture, the people, the customs. You know, they'll study everything about them. But when it comes to the people who are in their community, yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. And so what does it mean to to actually take a moment to say, how can I learn from these people? What yeah. can they teach me about about them, yeah. about kind of their situation yeah. as well? that will help me to, to better love them yeah. as, as Christ wants me yeah. to love them. Yeah. So just start to build those relationships, have mm-hmm. conversations, talk to people, mm-hmm. meet people that are different from you mm-hmm. is really, really crucial. Like I've heard, mm-hmm. I've heard a number of times in different ways uh, in my upbringing, people say, listen, it is whatever year it is. Now it's 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's stop talking about race already. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're, we're more advanced than that. And mm-hmm. I would venture to say that those people probably don't have a friend that's, that's black. Um, because right. I certainly hear it from my, my friends that are, that are black. I know this is still an mm-hmm. issue, right? right. So just right. have right. that relationship, start, right. start relationships, right? Yeah, that relationship is key. I mean, there are other resources that, that, that folks can read. Yeah. Um, great books, you know, Christina Cleveland writes some awesome books. Okay. Um, uh, John Perkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, just some really, really great books. And yeah. as a church, you know, we can even list some of those resources yeah. if, if, if folks want to want to access those yeah. so they can read on their own as yeah. well. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Cool. We'll start to get educated mm-hmm. by doing some reading mm-hmm. and building some relationships, having conversations, mm-hmm. asking hard questions. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, that, yeah. those are some really good practical steps. Would yeah. you just, as we mm-hmm. wrap things up here, um, and I wish we could keep going forever. Right, There's so right. much we could talk about here. Right. Uh, again, just scratching the surface. But how can we pray? Like, mm. we, we want to move forward. We want to grow in this. Mm-hmm. Tell us just specifically how can we as God's people pray? Yeah. Yeah, I would say one way is just for a, a posture of humility. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, recognizing that, you know, especially for, for my, 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 my white brothers and sisters, is recognizing that um, just to be transparent to say it like, I don't know what I don't know. Right. Yeah. And so to, to be able to kind of take a moment and say, all right, you know, I want to become more informed. 
um, you know, let me begin to, to ask some of those questions, mm-hmm. but just to have a spirit of humility and kind of entering into those conversations yeah. to just be transparent. Yeah. Um, you know, another area to really pray about is, you know, we live in a society that has so many types of injustices, right? Yeah. You know, redlining. You know, we see schools in, in urban communities that, that are decrepit, mm-hmm. but then you go two miles down the road in the same city, um, the, the schools are great. Yeah. You know, you see um, um, income inequality, yeah. you know, well, as it pertains to gender as well. Yeah. And so you see all of these different inequalities in our society and no person can actually address every single one. Sure. But in your own space, God has given you a passion to to for for people for a yeah. certain certain type of group type type of people a group of yeah. people and and to begin to say lord to pray to how can i help yeah. how can i help how yeah. can i be activated in this regard yeah to really serve that population yeah and so and so begin to to commit to praying for the relationship that yeah. that needs to be established the people who who need to be um uh, helped to yeah. a greater degree because your voice can be tremendous in those conversations. Yeah, for sure. Because as an African-American male, I realized like we're having this conversation and for, for some of us, some, you know, some folks who hear me, it may be heard differently than how you express right. it as a white male. Right. And right. so beginning to, to just have courage to have those conversations is, is really, really important. That's good. That's good. Well, yeah. thank you for the clarity as to how mm-hmm. we can pray. Mm-hmm. And all of this has been so good. Yeah. And so I'm going to do this. I'm going to lead us in prayer. We're going to mm-hmm. pray for those two specific things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get back with you on just some practical ways to move forward. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for uh, this time, this conversation. We pray that it would uh, bear fruit. And God, we do pray that you would humble us and we would walk in humility under the example of Jesus. And then God, we pray that you would open our eyes to the injustices right in our own neighborhoods. God, in our city, would you help us to step into those gladly and to be your ambassadors, ministers of reconciliation. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we wrap up, we want to give you a couple of reflection questions. So don't just check out and and go about the rest of your day. Take some time now, if you would, just a few minutes, just to uh, reflect on what we've talked about. And so uh, here's question number one. Question number one is, how will you build your relationship with God this week? Because we really do believe that these actions can flow from uh, knowing God and knowing who He is and knowing His heart and His love towards you, that then you're going to go and give that towards other people. So question number one, how will you build on your relationship with God this week? And question two is, how will you begin to build a relationship with someone who has a different perspective from you this week. You know, we talked about it in great length today about the value of building relationships with others who are different than yourself. And so this week, our challenge to you is to learn something from someone else that hopefully you'll be able to apply in how you see yourself, the others, and even in terms of how you see God. That's good. Good. So take a few minutes uh, when we finish up here and uh, engage with those questions. I think that would be really, really great. Hey, now is our time of response. We always want to respond when we, uh, we come together like this and just say, okay, what is God 
spoken to me about. And so we want to point you again to the connection card. Uh, would you just take about 30 seconds or so with the connection card and just let us know that you're here and uh, let us know how we can be praying for you. That would be great. So just click that link and uh, fill that out at some point before you sign off. That would be that would be great. Also, as God's people, we want to uh, give. We want to be generous uh, under the example of Jesus who gave it all for us. And so as a church, it's just been great in this season, this pandemic, that we've been able to, to say yes to really everything that's come our way. We've been had to say no to anything because of your generosity. Uh, we're able to give and help people. And so uh, we want to be able to continue to do that. And so if you'd like to give, there are three ways that you can give. You can give via the church app. Uh, just click the button there. Uh, you can give online uh, on the website there. And then you can also give by just mailing into our PO box. So three ways you can give online, church app, and mail. Also, parents, don't forget the River Kids lesson. Grab that link. You can do that right after this, or you can save it and do it later tonight or later in the week. And then, as always, we have the Zoom room. That's for you who want to get a little face-to-face -face time. Uh, we'll be on the Zoom call right after, and you can uh, just say hi to us. And uh, maybe you want to thank Chua for just his input today. That'd be great. So uh, there's a link for you for that as well. But guys, thanks so much for having this conversation with us, hanging out with us today. Uh, we love you. We're praying for you. And we're with you.